Welcome and thank you to this, our very first episode of a rather unique uh, podcast series that we're putting together as live from the Financial Planning Association Congress uh, recorded in Sydney. Yeah, it's uh, the 30th birthday this year, Fraser. It's the 30th birthday and we are celebrating. It's old but new. Absolutely. <laughs> and so we're going to be bringing you a whole lot of people from in and around the conference, from speakers uh, and guests and people who have got something to add to the community. Welcome, Danny. I'm here with Danny. Thanks, Fraser. Look, this is really exciting. Um, XY is all around sharing and learning and putting people together so that more ideas make advice great. And today's Congress that goes over two days is all about that as well. So it's great that we can take these ideas and make them available to people that couldn't actually attend the Congress. And Congress actually started before today, Fraser. So our first guest joining us at the very first fireside chat is Adam Crabb. So, Adam, you got in early because there was some pre-events to the event. I am an early bird, Danny. I, you know, uh, love to sort of get in, get involved, get engaged uh, at an early stage. So, kind of excited to be here at Congress. Awesome. So, Adam, what do, who, who are you? Tell us who you are. Well, for those that don't know me, uh, insurance nerd, guru, uh, risk strategy specialist with Zurich. So, anything and everything to do with life insurance is kind of my bag. I had a pr- the privilege of working with uh, the Crab, as we called him. <laughs> Um, when I was at Zurich. So it's so great to have you here, Adam. You have attended a bit of a first for the FPA yesterday. So it's to do with the CFP program that the FPA is bringing to market. Can you tell us about what happened? You were a panellist at that particular day. Yeah, absolutely. It was a wonderful event, Danny. And uh, it was, as you say, it was an inaugural event for the FPA where they put together uh, a bit of a showcase and a celebration in a way of CFP professionals. Uh, so what we did is we sat down, put together quite an intensive case study, um, one in which, uh, you know, I was joined by some amazing, amazing colleagues, uh, Louise Bitti from the Aged Care Step, so mm-hmm. some incredible Aged Care insights, uh, and a couple of practitioners, Catherine Creasy and Shane Summer, uh, Shane Summer who really were uh, kind of leading the charge in terms of not just dissecting the case study, but really exploring what other CFP professionals do in their business. What was the case study on? What did you, oh my what did gosh. you study? Well, what didn't you study? What was what were the things that came out of the it case really study? It really had everything. Okay. Um, everything from family trust structures, uh, a bit of a complex family uh, situation. Uh, there were people with uh, no dependents, others that were single parents with dependents, a bit uh, cash-strapped. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really was stretching that sort of uh, advice knowledge piece into considerations from everything from estate planning, enduring powers of attorney, guardianship, legal guardianship, through to you know wealth protection strategies. Uh, at yeah, one particular yeah. point, we sort of talked through a situation where someone in the late fifties suddenly had a stroke. You know, what would you do in that situation? Mm. Now that you've got the complexity of aged care, elder abuse, NDIS, wow. so it really did have everything. I was she just thinking, I was thinking the capacity and all. There's lots of things to consider, isn't there? In yeah. that aspect. And and tell us about that that process that you went through. There was there obviously moments where people went, um, "Holy crap." Mm. Look, it's a good question, Fraser, I think, because one of the things we really wanted to do was give enough time to sort of explore some of these situations in more detail. So we really did sort of look at in different chunks in a way and spent, you know, 40, 45 minutes really going through each of those, uh, collaborating uh, and getting some really strong insights from the attendees just to sort of see how they do things. How everyone would change and yeah. flex with the same case. What and a fantastic initiative. Some amazing insights from some of these practitioners. Really willing to share, Danny, so yeah. it was lovely. Can, can you, and this, look, I know we've put Adam on the spot and he's first up this morning, but elder abuse is a really topical conversation within XY. 
what um, what does a planner do if they suspect elder abuse? Like, what what came out of that conversation on that front? Yeah, look, it's, it's certainly a delicate subject, yeah. uh, and I think getting some of the, those amazing insights from um, Louise in particular around that situation. I think there's probably no easy answer for that. It really depends on the situation. It depends on the what is actually happening to that individual at that particular point. But I think part of the messaging does reside in getting uh, better ingrained within that broader family unit as best as you can, uh, which also makes sense, I think, from an intergenerational advice perspective because often you know, the people you're dealing with today could actually be the future client tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And has Louise experienced that ex- that situation? Had she sort of gone through a journey of, of that? No, no. No, I, she, I don't think she I'm should. so curious about it. Like yeah. it's, it's this sort of conversation that it, it's really difficult to find some tangible how-to. Like we're always here to extract the how do you do something, but it's one of those things that, um, yeah, that people are on the lookout for that is obviously prevalent. There's mm. an issue there. And topical, um, as you guys, say, yeah. with the uh, Royal Commission into Disability Age Care, etc. So it's certainly front of mind for, for a lot of people. So if anyone's listening and has some tips or mm. has experience, it would be awesome if you could get in touch with us at XY and, and tell us and let us know because I think there's a bit of a conversation we could have around elder abuse. Yep. And, uh, and Adam, I'm curious about your part because we talked about Louise in, 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 in this. Mm. Uh, tell us about your part of the presentation and what you what highlight, what were you, what were you bringing to the conversation. Yeah, so we were looking at... Uh, sort of the uh, the middle cohort. So there was a, an older, uh, mature age uh, individual, um, Mona from memory was the name in her late 80s. Uh, but the focus and emphasis for me was on this kind of middle cohort, this sort of husband and wife that were considering some of the aged care implications for the elderly parent, but also some of the potential financial disruption of the adult children and the grandchildren. So my sort of emphasis was on that kind of cohort, really exploring what would you do in that situation? Um, there was some financial dependency issues with one of the adult kids and just talking through what does that look like? Um, you know, if you're purely just focusing on retirement planning, that cash flow analysis for that individual, if something happens to one of those adult kids, what would that mean? How would that disrupt that family unit, whatever retirement planning is they're putting into play? So bringing a few kind of ideations into that that mix. And tell us a little bit about the ethical considerations, because obviously you, you know, you talk. You're you're a tech nerd as well. Yeah. Uh, you're you're an uh, insurance nerd. Tell us a little bit about some of the ethical implications that came out of the case study, and and, and what was the sort of findings around that, yeah. that grey area of uh, what might be ethical and not. And you hit the nail on the head. It really is such a grey area. So, uh, giving that open forum to really discuss what you would do, how as an advisor you would approach certain situations, because being grey, there's no right or wrong, right? Mm. It, it can be. Um, you know, fairness, uh, honesty in one, one area, but it could also require a level of diligence and objectivity to remain sort of ethically minded moving forward. Um, a bit of a method yeah, rather than a, a certain Very method. much. Yep. So um, lots of communication, lots of questioning, uh, a lot of almost reflection on the situation. So, you know, part of, I think, what we sort of talked about was uh, not wanting to jump straight to solutions mode getting advisors thinking about what are some of the broader conversations and impacts that you could maybe consider before stepping forward and actually going through how do we attack this with a strategy or provide a solution. So, yeah, it was good. Good fun. Awesome. So the uh, the main highlights from the session for you? Uh, look, selfishly the insurance stuff, obviously, but to be honest, I think what I really enjoyed was hearing what some advisors doing in their business and um, having feedback with some of the other attendees, um, just hearing them and saying, look, I've got some great ideas, great insights from some of our you know, colleagues, practitioners, 
being able to take them away and implement them in their business was certainly a standout for me. Yeah, I was going to ask about the planners in the room next about that conversation. From there going forward, what do you think they took away from that, that, that having that session? I think of very much the snippets on how they would attack um, certain situations because it was quite a complex one. But equally, some of the ways in which they're just simply engaging uh, from a, a you know a, a, an entry level new client perspective, uh, the way in which they're differentiating themselves, and um, uh, one of the advisors, forgive me, I can't remember her name, but just sort of talk through how um, they would actually sort of photograph and catalogue different things that the retirees are doing and they have kind of this showcase in their Amazing. practice which is wonderful so it's kind of one of the first things that you see and it's almost a bit um, like an addiction they want to be part of that so what can they do in their retirement to be part of that sort of overall process so yeah really really interesting fascinating given, stuff given you're the insurance nerd it would be remiss of us not to uh, not to ask what your tips and what you wanted the audience to take out of that session like what were the nuggets of gold that you handed on yesterday for mine, it was definitely wanting to embrace every element that you could possibly look at. Um, while something like insurance is seen very much as a speciality, uh, not being in a situation where you want to necessarily not dismiss, but really wanting to embrace any area and opportunity that could arise, even if it's not necessarily your kind of core business. So whether it's partnering with another you know, CFP professional or, or advice uh, provider to, um, you know, attack any area of that client situation which could be potentially vulnerable if left unaddressed. Fantastic. Adam, thank you so much for coming along and having a fireside chat with us at the at the Congress in our little uh, podcast bar that we've got set up here. In, yeah. in, in Early nice, morning too, early so morning thank day. you. Uh, thank very you good. Really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Thanks, Dan. Thanks.